there, and welcome to today's episode of Gab and Grow, a podcast about the people, places, and resources of WCSU. Today, we'll be talking about advising, and when we're done, you should have a good basic understanding of what you need to know about advising and how important it is to your college career. I'm your host, Mary Beth Griffin. We're very happy to have with us today Ms. Isabel Carvello, the director of the Academic Advising Center. Welcome, Isabel. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here with Thank us. Thank you for having me. I'm going to start off, I hope, fairly simply. What is an academic advisor and why do students need one? Okay. An academic advisor is someone who guides you through your path here at Western. So it's someone um, that knows your program. Um, and can guide you to the courses you should be taking, if you have any questions or concerns, um, someone who can know about the, the program, uh, what you can do in the future with it, um, just some, someone that keeps you on path so that you don't get, instead of being here four or five years, you're not here seven, eight, nine, ten years. So it's someone that will guide you. It's so important to, to meet your advisor because of that reason. And the sooner you meet with them, the better because they, you know, what you do the first semester, the second semester, mm -hmm. you know, can change everything else about the, the time that you have here at Western. So it's really, really important that um, you meet your advisor. Um, you have to meet them for registration, but it's better, you know, that not only for registration that you meet them, but you meet them prior to the registration. Yeah. Now, one of the things that your office works with are undeclared students, or we call them exploratory studies. Right. So can you tell us what, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> An exploratory studies undeclared student is someone who they've come to Western, they know they want to go to school, they, want, they know they want to get a degree, but they're not quite sure yet. Or they do, they, they have a couple of ideas. They have four or five different ideas. And trust mm -hmm. me, I'm not exaggerating when I say four or five different ideas. Yep. I mean, it happens. So these are students who haven't made the definite decision on what they want to do when they leave. So what we do is we guide them through that path. What we do, you know, we, we every student has to take um, either gen ed or competency courses, depending on when you were admitted as a student. Mm -hmm. So we guide them through those. We guide them through the different, we show them the different program sheets or the different um, areas that they're interested in. We show them how that if they take this particular course, it'll work for this program, that program, and the other program so mm -hmm. that they're not behind. And, you know, we'll do, um, we'll do some, um, you know, Myers-Briggs or strong, um, uh, testing with them to see if they want to, mm -hmm. to see if that helps them make a decision. But really what happens many times with these undeclared exploratory study students is that they start taking courses and they go to a history course and they really love right. that history. And then they say, you know, this is something I'd like to do. Or they, they take a political science course or they take a science, you know, a biology course or whatever it may be. Uh, many times it's the courses and the connections that they make with those professors in their courses that really guides them on where, you know, they're heading right. in, in, their, in their future here. So a declared student then is somebody who has a major in mind and right. they, you know, they want to be a doctor. So they, mm -hmm. you know, declare in biology maybe. Right. Um, and so undeclared students, the exploratory study students, their first interactions with advisors are usually through your office, yes. right? All the undeclared students are uh, assigned an advisor in our office. And, um, you know, we're the ones that, again, that, that guide them and help them um, through their path. What we do many times is when, uh, say someone wants to be a nursing, I'm telling mm -hmm. you, you know, that's yeah. a big thing. So what I do when I work many times with those students is I will work with them, I will guide them on the course they need, but I also try to connect them with someone in nursing mm -hmm. so that they know. So if they have an idea, 
you know, they have an idea, but they're not quite sure. We also make connections with them, um, you know, with the departments that they're interested in right. to see if it's something that they want to do. And then declared students, they have somebody right. in their department. Now, how do they know who their advisor is? Okay, yeah, declared students have an advisor within their area. Um, if you go on their, if they go on their West Connect um, mm -hmm. account, they their advisor will be listed. Okay. So um, it's not there now. But by the time that school begins, um, their advisor will be listed. There'll also be a way to contact them. There'll normally be like a little um, envelope there that you mm -hmm. can click on. It will give them the email okay. of where the advisor is. So that's who, it, you know, that's how they get, they, you know, they get the advisors, how they get assigned and things like that. So you talked a little bit about that relationship with the advisor and that, you know, they do have to see their advisor to get their PIN for registration, but that that shouldn't maybe be their first contact with right, an advisor. Can right. you talk a little bit about that? Like, when should people start right. to meet with their advisors? Yeah, we force them to meet their yeah. advisors before registration. So everyone has to see their advisor or, or an, an advisor before registration. But yeah, you should make a connection. You know, maybe not the first week because everyone's busy. You right. as a student, is, the student is busy, the faculty member is busy. But maybe during the third week, just stop in the office, knock on the door, or um, you know, send them a quick email and say, "Oh, I'm Johnny Smith. You know, I'm you know one of your advisees. I'd really like to sit down and just kind of just you know discuss things mm -hmm. with you." Advisors and faculty members and staff members are always willing to talk to students. So um, if you make that connection, it shows the advisor you have an interest. Right. Um, and you're going to get a lot of really good information from them. You know, it's not that you're going to go there to say, well, what should I register for for next semester? But you're going to, you're going there to make a connection, you know, kind of talk to them about your interests, you know, um, how they as, a, as faculty members or advisors um, got into the field um, and things like that. So, yeah, maybe, maybe the third week start mm -hmm. kind of making a connection, sending them an email. Um, I did say knock on the door. Maybe you don't want to do that because sometimes <laughs> they don't, if they're busy, they don't like that. Yeah. But, you know, maybe send them a quick email and just say, you know, I'd really like to meet with you. I know registration's not coming, but I just kind of want to make right. a connection with you. Right. And I know sometimes <clears throat> if people are waiting till registration, they get really frustrated because <clears throat> the advisor's schedule is full. Exactly. And so they're trying to fit themselves in because they need that pin. Exactly. You, you, know. you, can't, you can't have your registration, I'm going to make up a date, on October 25th mm -hmm. and decide on the morning of October 25th or on the <laughs> evening of October 24th that you want to go see your advisor. You can't do that. I mean, it's, it's unrealistic. It's unfair to the advisor right. because they are making you know, appointments and they're teaching uh, many of the faculty members. Mm -hmm. And we in our office, we're not teaching, but we have back-to-back -back appointments right. all day long during registration time. So you need to, once you, you will be getting information from the registrar's office and email saying, oh, your registration time is coming. You can also go on West, on your WestCon mm -hmm. um, account and see when your date is. Once you get that information, you want to contact the advisor and say, my registration date is October 25th. I'd like to set up an appointment for advisement. And they will, you know, set up an appointment with you. Don't wait till the last minute. Because then, you know, many students, what happens is they're declared students. They end up in their office. Oh, I tried to call my advisor and he never answered, so I need to see someone. Well, when did you call him? Well, I called him this morning. You know, yeah. you, you can't you can't do that. So it's it's unfair for you because right. you're not going to get the, you know, the, the meeting with your advisor. And it's unfair for the advisor because... You know, they're, they're, they're trying to do see you and see other students at the same time. Right. So make that appointment, um, you know, as soon as you know your date, start making that connection yeah. to make the appointment. And so what kinds of things should I have ready for that meeting with my advisor? Right. 
You want to be prepared. Um, you want to have looked at open close mm -hmm. to see what courses are out there. You also want to pull a program sheet. So a program sheet is really your guide to, to mm -hmm. your program. Um, and just kind of look at it and see, oh, um, I'm registered for these courses this semester, so I've met this requirement, this requirement, this right. requirement. Oh, it says that this is the next one I should take. Be prepared. Have sort of, um, even if you don't have the times prepared, right. have an idea of what classes you want. Mm -hmm. You know, advisors love that because they know, this, they see that you've taken an interest right. in the program. So um, that would be the best thing. Have a program sheet. Have 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 had an opportunity to look at open close to see what's out there, what's available. Because remember, depending on whether you're a senior or a freshman, that mm -hmm. is what guides what date you have. Right. So the more credits you have, the the sooner your registration date will be because you're limited to what is left in your program. So as a freshman, unfortunately, you're going to get the end mm -hmm. of the days. Yep. So if you're a freshman and, you know, you want, um, you know, I don't know, communication, whatever, at 10 o'clock, you may not get that at 10 right, o'clock, you know, exactly, the popular, the popular hour. hour. So, yeah. so you have to realize that, that you, you can pick your courses, but there, sometimes you're going to have to make adjustments to it. i got to be honest, there are many students that come mm -hmm. unprepared yeah. um, and will help them anyway, but it's so much better both for you and for the advisor who's seeing you to have some idea um, right. on, on, on what you want to take. Well, and I think it's your education, too, so it's, it's something you want to be active in right. and not just exactly. sitting back letting somebody else tell you what right. you should be doing. Exactly. You know? if we I mean, there are courses you have to take, you don't have right. a choice in, but there are some courses you have choices in. And do you want me making the choice for you, or do you want to be able to have some input? So, I mean, you know, during the discussion, the advising discussion, mm -hmm. you obviously have some input, but if you come in prepared, it's just it's just a whole different experience for you right. on, your, on the advising um, time that you spend with your advisor. Now, what if somebody has an advisor that's the person who's assigned to them, and they're just not clicking? They don't feel like maybe they're getting the advice they need mm -hmm. or they can't ever make their schedules work together or things. What what can they do about that? Okay. If they um, if they're declared majors, because mm -hmm. that's where it happens right. more often, um, you should go to the department chair and say, you know, I'm you know, uh, my advisor is uh, Dr. Smith, but um, I'm really not connecting. With, but I do know Dr. You know Jones, mm -hmm. who is one of my professors, and he's really, you know, I really made a connection. Can we switch? That is a very easy thing to do. Um, what happens sometimes is the department chair ends up being your advisor. Yeah. So who do you go to? <laughs> so it kind of gets dicey. And um, the best way that I would say is that um, find a professor mm -hmm. within the department that you know you've connected with, maybe right. in your class, and kind of talk to him or her and say, you know, uh, you know, can, can I kind of talk to you for my advising? Many, many of them are very willing to do that. Um, now, that being said, if you're, I'm just, you know, an accounting major and the person you've connected with is a finance professor because right. you have to take finance, that doesn't always work. Right. So it has to be someone within the area that you're mm -hmm. studying. But, you know, it's don't feel like you're stuck with an advisor that you don't connect with, right. that you can't get your, you know, your times to work with. It happens. Right. And even in our office, I mean, sometimes I'll see a student and, they don't connect with me, and mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah. You know, they connect with someone else in my office. That's not a problem whatsoever. We can easily change, you know, change it. Or um, the student, especially in my office, it's a little easier than it is with the departments. Right. You can easily come in and see this advisor versus the other one, depending on the times you walk in and things like that. And it doesn't happen often, but I no, think it does people not. just yeah. need to know that yeah. you're not bound for life. Exactly. <laughs> you know? you're, exactly. You're not bound for life for this particular uh, professor no, or advisor. No, you, you, you have choices. This is your education. Yeah. This is your time to excel here. So, you know, you need to be more as comfortable as you can.
Yeah. Um, I, we talked with Dr. Alexander, the provost, mm-hmm. uh, in an earlier episode about the idea of a four-year plan. And, you know, some people can really do that and other people might have reasons that they don't. But what's your advice for people, you know, trying to get started and get on that that good thing? I mean, I think you got at some of it when you were talking about how you try to set up the, the mm-hmm. exploratory study students so right. that they're taking classes that'll cover them in several right. areas should they decide something different. So. Right. Yeah, it's... Um, the best way for a four-year plan is to get mm-hmm. advice, to get good advice, mm-hmm. and to connect with your advisor, to meet with your advisor. Um, it can get it can get dicey, especially with exploratory study students. If a student stays an exploratory study student too long, it's a problem because yeah. um, they feel very comfortable coming to us. You know, they've known us since they they started here, and they feel very comfortable. And oh, I don't want to change. I'm not sure, yeah. but it's going to get to a point where they're going to be taking courses that are not going to be used to them. So say they come in and they're exploratory and then they decide in their fourth semester that they want to be, they want to go into, I don't know, biology. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. Because they needed those basic biology courses at the beginning and without those they can't do anything else. So you've added on probably another year. Yeah if not two, to your biology sequence. So we always tell exploratory study students that the sooner they make the decision, the better, because it's just, it can hold them back. And we tell them all that, you know, we say to them, and they say, and I'm not saying this because it's our office, oh, but we feel comfortable coming here. That's great. You can always come here and talk to us if you have something to discuss. But you need to make a decision on what your major is. You need to connect with an advisor within that area. Right. You could always come to us kind of to talk about other things, just to stop in, whatever. That's fine. But you, the sooner you do it, the better. Uh, you know, we don't want you to stay here longer than you have to stay here. You don't want it. Your parents yeah. don't want it. Whoever's paying, you don't want it. Well, you so can't afford it. You can't <laughs> afford it. Exactly. Um, and even within... Um, you know, within the majors, that's why it's important to decide on the major earlier to connect with that advisor so that they, they're they the best people to know, oh, we're offering this particular course this coming fall. So you have to take it mm-hmm. now because if you don't, it's not going to be offered till you know, spring, you know, two springs from now or whatever. So they're the ones that are going to know in that area to, to keep you on that four-year plan. Yeah. Every um, All the program sheets have a four-year plan attached. Don't be afraid if it says... You know, you have to take writing 101 the first semester, and you only took it the second or the right. third. It, you, you can. There are little tweaks that can be made. Mm-hmm. The major problem is when there's sequence courses within the major. Right. Those are the really problems. So don't be concerned that you're not taking that history course. You know, say you're, I know, I don't know, another major, but you're not taking yeah. a particular history course the first semester. You took it in the third. That's okay because you took something else to replace the history right. that was still a Common Core or a Gen Ed or a competency or something like that. Um, but it. But the advising part of it is what's going to help guide you to make sure that you stay in a four-year plan. That being said, if you fail a course in there or if you withdraw from a course in there, that could totally move you out of the Mm four-year plan. So you've got to be aware of that. But again, that's something you discuss with your advisor to see what's going to happen if I do withdraw from the course or if I don't pass this course or if I don't get the grade that's required for this course, how is that going to affect my four-year plan? Right. And one of the things we talked about before was that uh, it's really important to know that while 12 credits makes you a full-time student, it doesn't necessarily exactly. move you along as, I, as far as you need to be, especially if you find yourself in a difficult, you know, right. semester with a class or something that you might need to drop. So 
you should always make sure you're signed up for at least 15, 14 or 15 yeah. rather you than sh- the 12. You should try to, there are legitimate reasons why students mm-hmm. can only do four. There are many, many reasons. And right. um, I, I we we always in, in our office um, kind of look at the student and the situation they're right. in. But yes, if you do four, 12 credits per semester, mm-hmm. it's not going to, it's going to take you more than four years. You yeah. have to realize that. If you choose to do it for whatever reason it may be, yeah. And that's fine, but you have to realize mm-hmm. that that's the situation you're in. That um, And you don't have that buffer either. Right. So if you go 12 credits and you want to withdraw from something, mm-hmm. guess what? Now you're at nine credits. So now you're even further behind or you don't do well in the course or whatever. Yeah. So it oh, it's always best to have 14, 15, 16 credits. There are many reasons why you can't, Mm -hmm. um, but it's always best to do that. If you can't, we have to adjust it, and you have to understand you have to adjust um, your sequence of courses, but it's always best to do that. Yeah. Um, I think that was some really good advice. One thing I want to make sure we get in before we leave is to let students know, especially undeclared students, where your offices are yeah. and, yes. and how they get in touch with you. Okay, so we are in the old main building, which is the administration building on the second floor in room 202. It, we've been there um, going on a year. We used to be in, a, in actually in Higgins, which is now all torn apart. <laughs> but um, we're right up there. We're right across from the admissions office. Um, we are, um, you can always stop into the secretary and make an appointment. You can contact any of us um, through the directory from our email or our phone number. And you could also make a Appointments through the AAC at wcsu.edu. Um, uh, make an appointment through there. There's an appointment scheduler there, uh, even on our website also. Uh, so there's a lot of ways to get in. We we do take walk-ins. Um, realize that during the registration time, doing a walk-in is not a good idea. Right. Because, <laughs> But, you know, any time during the semester a student has a quick question, whether they be an exploratory study student or even, a, you know, a major student, they're in between classes, they can't connect to their advisor at that moment, they have a quick question. If we can help them, we will. Um, we do, like I said, we do take walk-ins um, during registration times, during the peak times. I don't suggest you do a walk-in. Yeah. Realize that you can come in, walk in, and make an appointment, but you're probably not going to get the appointment at that moment. You're probably going to have to come back at a later date. So, well, thank you so much for being oh, with us today. Thank you That's for a, having me. Yeah. This was great. I enjoyed us. Yeah. Good. It's it's great fun, and I think that information is going to be really helpful to a lot of students, not just new students, but returners too. So, if anyone who's listening has questions that you didn't feel got answered today, you can feel free to email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu, and I'll try to get an answer for you. Uh, Same thing, email me there if you have an idea for a topic for us to cover in the podcast. And that'll be it for today's episode of Gab and Grow. Thanks. Thank you.